Hi everybody, I'm Bob Schneider. Welcome to the Song Club. I knew it was a bad idea to meet you here, my dear. But now that we've done it, my heart, you won it. And things aren't exactly clear. What? Yeah, that's called mm, running out of reasons to live. And, uh, <clears throat> I mean, that's not called running out of reasons to live. It's called running out of <laughs> things to say. And then, like, well, I gotta rhyme something, so I'll just say something. And the thing is, most of the time you can get away with it because people don't give a fuck about lyrics a lot of the time. Uh, they just like the sound of it. They're like, oh, I like the sound of Lord Huron. It sounds good. It works well in my with my lifestyle that I leave. That I leave? Oh, man, it's going to be one of those podcasts where I'm not knowing how to talk. It's early. It's early and the thunders are rumbling. It's a rumbling around this big old Texas sky above. Here I am, lost in space on an alien planet called the Earth, with you and all the others, just just holding on to this rock by our fingertips, hoping we aren't hurled out into space, <clears throat> or burned up when an asteroid hits the Earth, or one of the other billions of other things that could happen to us, bug-like folk here all waiting to die with our short little lifespans and uh, no reason for anything really and us just making shit up as fast as we can try to explain everything in the short little period of time that we are on the planet And then trying to all believe in stuff that's just made up bullshit nonsense, really. And then somebody says, here's beer. Here's a beer. Take this beer and drink it. It'll make all the worries go away. And you as a young woman or young man take the beer and you'll drink it and go, ah, that's what that's what I've been needing for so long. It's that delicious alcoholic numbing of the fear. I'll have another one of those, please. And whatever else you got. Oh, you got more stuff? Give it to me. Give me them drugs. Make drugs get money. Make drugs get money. I'm just going to do like a spoken word of my new album. I'm basically going to do a Spalding Gray version of my album called Bloody and Bony. Bloody but not so bony. Bloody and Chunky. (laughs) Bloody and Chunky, the new spoken word album by Bob Schneisey. Yeah, I think I'm going to go from B. Schneidy to Bob Schneisey. B. Schneisey. <clears throat> kind of like uh, Puff Daddy did when he went to P. Diddy. And then P. Diddle Diddle Diddle. P. Diddle Diddle, put your finger in the middle. Wiggle like you just don't diddle. 
That's my new name. It's long, but I'm drinking Ciroc. So, suck on a dick, bitch. <laughs> that's, that's P. Diddle that'll put your finger in the middle of your whittle leg. You just don't care. You know what she was doing at the high school, cruising with Missy, who's ready to play. Does anybody know those lyrics? I don't. I mean, I know enough of them to get by. I could fake it if I needed to. Well, welcome to the song club. Welcome to the exciting world of the song club where everything's wonderful and everybody's happy. Welcome to the wonderful world of the song club. Bob Schneider's song club. Oh, excuse me. B. Schneider's song classy. I got some new songs this week, this month. They're pretty good. But that might be it. I feel like that's it for me. I'm probably not going to write any more good songs. After I've written a few, I feel like these last couple months I've written some pretty good songs. And when you get a little run of good songs, you feel like, well, that's it. Those are the last few. Now it's on to the bullshit songs. And then once those start coming, man, it starts feeling real hopeless as a creator. So that's where I'm at. I was going to actually write a song this morning and I was like, well, let me just do this dumb podcast. Let me just get this podcast and get, get it. Do that. See if I can get that going. That's easy. All I gotta do is just fiddle faddle with my middle mouth. Just fiddle faddle with my mouth. Just say some shit. Oh, <laughs> try not to. Try not to piss everybody off in the world. Try not to piss off the last few diehards that have lasted this long. Because trust me when I say this, the weak, the weak-minded, the feeble-minded, they're not here. They're not with us now. They've left. They've been thrown from the train with my verbal pushing and prodding. They're not here anymore. I would say most of the young folk Probably not hardy enough for this podcast. Probably not hardy enough for some of the harsh things that I've said in my old man ways, in my born in the 60s ways. So, there's a few of you, though. Still here. Still clinging. Still clinging. So, I appreciate y'all. And uh, thanks for joining me on this podcast. Uh, And if you're part of my Patreon, thank you so much for your support. I use that money to go into the studio and pay for engineers, sound mixers, and musicians to take these little scrabbly old scribbly old songs that I do. These little old scrunchy demos. 
and turn them into real works of magic. It costs a little bit of money. So I take this money that I get from Patreon from you guys and uh, turn it into that. And then you guys get those records and I get to make them and everybody's happy. So thank you for that. And if you're not a part of my Patreon song club and you're just here at this podcast because you love hearing a guy at the end of his rope talk about this and that and this and that and like this and like that and like that, y'all. Well, you can join by going to patreon.com backslash Bob Schneider and signing up for as little or as much as you feel comfortable contributing. If you got a lot of money, don't care about money, contribute a lot. If you got a little bit of money, don't even join. If you got a little bit of money, do this. Just join for one month, get all the songs, then don't join. Listen to the podcast all the time for free. And then once a year, join for one day and get all the songs. That's what I do. And it's cheap. It's like buying ramen. But you get steaks. You get grade A grass-fed beef for the price of some non-organic fucking ramen beef. Do it. If you can live with yourself, do that. <clears throat> if you don't got the dough. But if you got the dough, if you're making so much damn dough that you don't give a fuck, then fucking sign up for the big check each month. You won't even see it. You've got an accountant. Do that. Do something good. Do something good in your life. For God's sakes. Anyways, I'm glad you're here. I went and saw A Star is Born. I knew I was going to hate it. Because they just never get movies that are made about music right. Because making music is just pretty, you know, you just do it it when you're alone. And it takes a long time. You sit there and you think and think and think. Scratch your head, scratch your balls. Think, think, think. Write some stuff down. Play some chords. Eventually you scrabble something together. Guess what nobody wants to do? Watch that on the movie screen. And guess what nobody can imagine that that's what it is. Here's what it is. Here's what music is, by the way. It's people that aren't good at being human beings. They're not. They don't know how to socialize with other human beings. They're scared. They have a lot of anxiety. They're sensitive. So they like to be alone. Because being in groups of people is causes them a lot of anxiety. So they like being alone. Or they like doing drugs. Which calm the anxiety. And then when they're alone, they got to find something to do. So some of them make art. Like me. And they do it alone. It's not fun to watch. And uh, I think people that make movies, like Bradley Cooper, maybe don't understand that. So, anyways, they make movies where people write songs in the parking lot. They have weird accents. 
and uh, everything's neat and tidy. And uh, I guess if you're not in the music industry, you can watch that and go, okay, well, I guess that's what it is and be okay with it. Just like I watched that movie Drive and I enjoyed it, but I'm not a race car driver. And I listen to the Adam Carolla podcast. He is a race car driver and he watched that movie. He's like, fuck this movie. They don't, they're using the wrong tires on that car. And so he, for him, it ruined the movie. And I'm like, I don't know shit about fucking race car tires. I'll watch this movie all day long. Ryan Gosling with his smooth skin and cool demeanor. I'll watch that shit all day long, bitch. I don't give a fuck about no tires. And that's probably what people are doing when they watch Star is Born. They're like, damn, look at that craggly old, handsome, leathery, good looks of that Bradley Cooper. Look at that weird, midgety body of that strange Lady Gaga chick who's like one chromosome away from being just straight up down syndrome. Uh, Yeah. I'll watch that all day long, but more Bradley than Lady Gaga. Oh, but I'm a monster, so I'm a Lady Gaga fan. Sorry. Oh, my God. Oh, please, for God's sakes, let this podcast stay under the radar. I don't want a million monster fans giving me death threats. I love Lady Gaga. I got my poker face. Poker face. Oh man, I can I can picture a sea of Lady Gaga fans just destroying like straight up seventeen hundreds Coliseum style. Me being ripped, like burnt with like lead, hot lead poured into my gaping wounds, and then drawn and quartered, and all the Lady Gaga fans cheering. At my demise, because I said some horrible things about Lady Gaga, which were meant in jest. Because this is what I know. I mean, I'm a married man. And so, of course, I'm betrothed to my one and only lovely lady. But if I was a single man and I came across Lady Dada and I'd been drinking heavily like Bradley Cooper... I'm sure I'd take it all the way around the bases and end up at home plate and then make a quick and hasty exit to someplace else. So there you have it. <sighs> I don't think that was the resolution <laughs> that the Gaga army wanted and probably they're like, oh, uh, let's cut off his dick before we put the uh, hot lead in his wounds. Yeah. Fuck that guy. I'm going to murder you and your family. <laughs> For saying something about somebody. Man. Sticks and stones. And. I know, but. Yeah, ooh, I just thought something sticks and stones may break your bones, but death threats will never hurt you. I know, but they make you nervous. Sticks and stones can break your bones, but words can make you nervous. 
They certainly can make you nervous. Uh, I guess I should talk about some songs. All right, let's do this. Let's do this, people. Let's hunker down and talk about some songs. So I went to Italy. Whoa, what? What? Big baller, big schnazzy, be schnazzy, big baller. Going to Italy like a baller, be schnazzy, big baller. That's right. I went to Italy. Um, And it was cool. It was beautiful. Went for a few days to hang out with some friends. And while I was there, I wrote a song with my good buddy, John Cusimano, who's a uh, very talented singer-songwriter, and he has a rock band called The Cringe. We've written a few songs together, and the song that we wrote is the first song up on the chopping block. It's called Buongiorno, Baby. I love you. And uh, the way we wrote it was... uh, we were they had this church in this place that we were staying and uh they had a grand piano in there and so we got together and I don't really have any ideas and uh and so John's a talented uh, piano player so he just started banging around on this piano and and started playing some jazz stuff and I was like oh that's kind of cool um let me let me record some of that so I recorded him playing these jazz progressions and then I took a couple of them and looped them and then took that and, and uh, kind of made what we ended up with <clears throat> out of that so uh, yeah so we ended up with this song uh, let's check it out Buongiorno baby yeah yeah Forget about the bullshit Oh, we in the house I know it's complicated So let me break it down I got a mouth full of lava I spit on these tracks You're like a neon ninja You look good in slacks Put your face in my face I let the night fall away I got a little something harder than a funeral. Bonjour, baby. Here we go again. I love you. Here we go again. Bonjour, baby. Here we go again. I love you. Check it. Uh, uh, yeah. Brooklyn Tiger, I stumble through the reeds. Hook me up to the wire, got all I needs. Pee in the cup, let me pass it to the back. The lab got the results and it don't look good, Mac. Spit out the hits like a gorilla spit out pits. I got a every nut sack, but I never quits. We got to get to the theater before they close. My speaker bows. Don't worry about tomorrow. My speaker bows. We got the results back from the lab and they don't look good, Mac. Uh, they do not. Uh, that song is definitely inspired by uh, a song on the latest Mac Miller record. I can't remember what the song's called, but it's one that John Mayer plays on. I follow him on Instagram, so. 
I didn't know that he had played on that track. And <clears throat> when Mac Miller died, uh, John Mayer was super bummed out about it. And I was like, oh, wow, what's the connection here? And I guess they had met and become friends. And he played on this track, and I love the track. And uh, it was like Mac Miller, basically, like, kind of real pitchy doing these things. Kind of sounded a little like Kanye West, but I was like, yeah, I like that. I'm going to do that at some point. I mean, I didn't say I'm going to do that, but when I started writing this song, I started doing it. I was like, I like that. That's fun to do. And that happens a lot. Like, I'll hear some song and I'll go, I want to write a song like that. And you hope, you know, you don't want to copy it. You don't want to make it sound like that song, but, you know, like the feel or the tempo or something. You, I'm like, just the feeling that you get from that song is really what you're kind of looking for, that sort of lazy, don't give a fuck vibe. And that's, I guess, what I was going for there. And uh, I, I like the way it turned out. Uh, I'm happy with it. It's actually super pitchy uh, when I sang it. Uh, I made it more, I sang more off key than you hear in that track. But then I kind of liked it that way. I don't know if anybody saw the new Han Solo Star Wars movie, but there's a scene in the cantina in one of the like bars and they have this band playing and the band is like playing this weird music that's super semi-tonal for non-musical people. There's 12 notes. Do a deer, a female deer. Do re mi fa sol la ti do. That's not the 12 though. There's semi-notes in between those notes. Anyways, there's 12 notes that we normally deal with. And then some people use semitones in between those 12 notes. And anyways, in the Star Wars movie, they're like, <laughs> like all over the place. I was like, damn, that shit sounded cool. All right. Anyways. um, All right. Let me, here's another song. This is a brand new one. He's my lovely three-year-old daughter. In this, we were supposed to write a song called I Love Jumping in the Muddy Puddles, but then I gave her a mic and she started singing I Love Love, I Love Love. And Well, anyways, we ended up with this lovely jam. I love love. I like love. I love love. I love love. I love love. I like love. I love love. I love love. I love you love. Get tired, wanna fall to the ground. I 
love you, love. There's a world as big as can be. I love you, love. Even bigger than the big blue sea. I love you, love. But without your love, I do believe. I love you, love. It wouldn't mean even a thing to me. I love love. <clears throat> so we played that the other night. Well, we played that Monday night at the Saxon Pub, and I had Ollie sing the I love love part, and it just turned into some weird song that didn't quite work. So we probably won't be doing that song with the I love love part unless Scarlett joins us on stage, which could happen at some point. She's done it a few times. She's actually been on, she was on stage when she was like two months old at Blues on the Green, which was huge a couple of years ago. Um, and she's been on stage quite a few times since. She likes it. She likes the, I don't know why she likes it, but she seems to enjoy being on stage in front of people. Uh, she finds it kind of fascinating for some reason. Uh, which is weird because I think most kids would be like, no, I don't know, but what are all these strangers looking at me? She she likes it. So I did another co-write, um, I guess it was a couple weeks ago now. And uh, when I say co-write, I, I just, I was, I was sitting down to write my weekly song. And I was just so tired of you know, my rudimentary knowledge of chords. And I was like, man, I just, I need to try something different. So I emailed Kevin McKinney, um, who's one of my musical heroes. He used to play in a band called Soul Hat back in the 90s. And, um, and he's also been in the song game uh, off and on over the years and has written, I don't know, countless songs in the song game and he, he'll do it for a little bit. Then he gets tired of writing every week and then he'll drop out for a while and then he'll join again. And so he's, he's, I, I know him pretty good and he's played in, in he's played with me quite a few times too. He's played guitar, but he's also, he sat in one time on drums cause he's a drummer. And we just did a show a few weeks ago at the Dosi do was no, not the Dosi do uh, some dance hall in uh conroe maybe i don't know it doesn't matter but he played bass which was crazy and killed it he's just a great musician great guy so i i emailed him i was like hey man do you have any like chord progressions or just some stuff then maybe that doesn't have lyrics because i'll come up with lyrics all day long i'm just tired of what i'm playing so he sent me like three or four instrumental things and then i took one of them and made it into this next song. And uh, I like the way it turned out. And I would have never written anything like this. And the chords aren't chords that I wouldn't normally play. I just wouldn't put them together the way he put them together. And I definitely wouldn't have, wouldn't have played that. He's got this slide guitar over the whole thing that really creates the emotional tone of the song. And uh, colors it in a way that I would have never done. And and I don't know if I'd ever written a song. Like, I know I would have never written this song or, or, you know, without 
the music that he sent. So it was f- fun to do. And uh, I may do it again. I may, I may take some of his other instrumental stuff and add some lyrics to it and uh, try it again. I do know that it kind of helped get me out of a stuck place. So if you're, if you're writing songs and, and you, you just can't come up with anything, it's always good to just do something you haven't done before, something new, maybe try playing an instrument that you're not familiar with, maybe just sampling something weird, uh, another song, anything, just anything to kind of get you out of your rut or just do something different, spark a different part of your brain, I guess. That's the way it works with me. Anyways, let's listen to it. It's called At Night Sometimes. When they come to collect, but you ain't got nothing but a song. When the cops are out of full force, but you ain't done nothing wrong. It still makes you nervous Cause the way that it used to be When you ain't holding nothing And you ain't got nothing to lose Do you ever think about me The way I think about you Not much Falling from a building in the middle of the afternoon Like a bank robbery gone wrong Or a man on fire Running through a crowd of road On the middle of a journey in a strange dark land Ooh, where your favorite shoes are all filled with sand Ooh, and the only color you're left with is blue That's Kevin McKinney playing drums and bass and guitar and everything on that track. And then me adding my little wordy words on top, doing my little wordy word thing. And, uh, yeah, I thought that turned out pretty cool. So another thing that, so here's, here's another new song, uh, from, a couple weeks ago. It's from this last month since the last podcast. And what I did was uh I did this thing. I I think I got it from Mike Doty. If you if you're unfamiliar with Mike Doty, check him out. He's incredible. Uh played with Soul Coughing and and he's been a solo artist for quite a few years. He's one of my favorite lyricists. He's so smart and uh, inventive with his lyrics and with his music as well. It's a very original stuff that he does. But 
on maybe his last album or the one before he did this thing where he was writing a song and singing it. And all of a sudden when it got to the chorus, it was a familiar song. Uh, And he just basically not sampled it, but he just played the, you know, sang, played the actual song. It It didn't sound like the song. It was the song. And I thought that was a neat idea. And I think maybe Conor, Connor Oberst did it maybe on his last record as well. He might have done that. But I just thought it was a cool idea, <clears throat> something to do. Uh, you know, obviously, as a song, you know, songwriting credit, you end up having to you know, give half or more to the original songwriter. I mean, I don't know how that would work. If I ever decided to record this song, uh, I don't know how they would split up the publishing. Like, would they just get a hundred percent of the publishing? Maybe. I mean, they could, they could just like say, Hey, we wrote this song first. I know you, you thought it was clever to use part of it in the chorus, but we're taking a hundred percent of the publishing always on this song. And so if you want to record it, we'll take all the publishing, which I mean, at this point it doesn't, it's a small matter because I've never made money off that stuff anyways. So, yeah, you can have you can have a hundred percent of nothing, you know, and go buy yourself some fucking ramen. Have fun. Anyways, I'm not worried about that. Uh, I am worried about writing songs. The other problem too, songs that are sort of have a gimmick like this song, uh, they don't have much of a shelf life. It's hard to play these songs over and over again for years without starting to feel horrible about yourself as a human being. So there is that, but that ah, whatever we should let, let's take a listen to it, check it out. Um, and, uh, and see what we think about it. So this is all out of love. I'm falling through trees. Singing in time Covered in everything will be fine I'm as blue as a pool on the 45th floor There's no going back to forever I'm all out of love I'm so lost without you I know you were right Believing for so long I'm all out of love What am I without you? I can't be too late To say that I was so I'm swimming in ghosts I'm rattling the cage Worlds for lovers too lost to say It's okay to breathe Just don't breathe a word Of what you have seen Or think you have heard from the earth like a god who could see so full of promise and unfulfilled dreams will cry in the dark now just to sigh sad as a song about a goodbye I'm all out of love I'm so lost without you I know you were right believing for so long I'm I sound so I sound so authentic when I'm singing that song. Oh, 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 oh. 
I'm so out of love. Man, I I just always assumed that those uh, bread guys were like straight up gay, but I, somebody sent me a link to them live in concert, and they're just like basically making out with chicks in the audience Elvis style. By the way, if you've never seen Elvis live from Las Vegas, it's like live from Las Vegas or something like that. It's basically this show that it's like a documentary of him getting ready for this big Vegas show when he, it was like the first time he wore the white rhinestone thing. It wasn't full rhinestone. It was just like a white, that white little suit, like one unitard, like one piece. Oh, you know, the fat Elvis look, but he's skinny and he's young and it's before he starts going downhill, but he's obviously on drugs. Like he is fucking on some speed and he is having a good time. Like this is the beginning when he was like, oh shit, give me some of those pills. They make me skinny and they give me energy and I'm feeling good and I like to talk. And so they're just, it's a wonderful documentary where he's just chatting away He's very chatty with that, with them speed pills that he's taking. But he's real nervous about the show. And like all this, you know, all he's like, oh, does anybody care anymore? Nobody cares about me. Of course, everybody cared about him. And then, of course, when he, you know, played his first show, it was star-studded affair. Everybody wanted to see Elvis, you know, kind of make another comeback. And, uh, but he was super nervous and he kind of falls apart on stage and starts talking about it. It's um, fascinating, especially if you're a performer. I can't recommend it highly enough. But, um, why did I even bring it up? There was a reason. I don't know. Who cares? Anyways, check it out. It's wonderful. Uh, you know, uh, I started doing this last time. I'm going to do it again this time. I, I'm going to answer some questions that I got on uh, Patreon. If you have some questions or want answers or have requests for songs that I haven't played, please send them to me on uh, on Patreon in the community section. I'll read those and, and uh, try to answer as many as I can. Uh, so Myra asked, was it Saxon 9318 and they rocked a song about the country club? I'm not sure if that's even the name, but I'd love to hear it again. Does anyone know if it's been released through Patreon? Nope, it hasn't until now. And uh, should we listen to it right now? Why not? Let's listen to it. Here's the country club. I'm Jack Daniels drinking down by the with a supermodel suntan lotion all over my body I'm glowing like an acorn all up in the sun cell phone blowing up chingy on my ringtone gotta make that cheddar Bitch Yeah 
Yikes. You can tell I wrote that song a few years ago. I can't, I'm not saying faggot or essay in any songs now. And I get it. Or you probably get it that, like, oh, that's not Bobby saying those things. It's the narrator. The narrator of that song is like a self-entitled piece of shit. Uh, you know, privileged, you know, doesn't care about people or their feelings, non-empathetic sort of person. Uh, that's who's singing the song. I know I'm singing it, but that's the narrator. That's, but it's, it's not my, it's not what I, I'm not calling people faggot or saying essay in, in a, sort of a, sw- a swarmy tone. That's the, the narrator of the song singing it, not me. But of course, I don't know. Mo- I, most people, I think, might. Well, a lot of people were going to figure that out. And then people that aren't that bright are maybe not going to figure that out. They're not going to know that. And they're just going to go, ooh, that Bobby's homophobic. Oh, that Bobby's a racist. Ooh, I don't like him. It's like, no, I'm not. Not either of those things. I just like to make art. And I like to do what I learned from Randy Newman, which was like, you can take other people's points of view and write songs about their points of view. It's called satire. And uh, you can make a really strong point. I mean, he wrote a, a song called Rednecks, which was amazing. He wrote a song called Short People, which got a lot of flack for it. It was his biggest hit. People thought that he didn't like short people. Turns out he was making a statement about racism where it's like, if you can judge somebody by the color of their skin, I guess you could judge them by how tall they are. Either one's ridiculous. And he wanted to point out how ridiculous it was. But people took him literally and thought he was a monster. Uh, and he got a lot of flack for it. And then he had to go, hey, dumb people. Except he didn't call them dumb people because he's nice. But that's what he was thinking. He was thinking, hey, you fucking dumb ass motherfuckers. It's a fucking satire. Look at my body of work. Do you see what I do? I write in other people's voices. That's part of my craft, bitch. Good God. It's got to be tough being smart like that and then having to <laughs> explain. But. He's probably smart enough to realize how stupid everybody is, whereas I'm not smart enough to realize that. And I'm just dumb enough to hope that everybody's smart, smarter than they are. So I'm in that weird in-between place where I'm kind of smart, but I'm not super smart, but I'm not dumb. So it's a weird place to be. Uh, Let me... Read a few more of these things that I got on the community posts. Sean Green says, hey, Bob, I remember a song called More from a Grun Hall show. I guess it's green, isn't it? I grew up in Germany, so when I say Grun, when I see Grun in print, makes me want to say Grun, Grun. It's green here, Texas. Let me start over. Hey, Bob, I remember a song called More 
from a Green Hall show a few years back. David Grissom was playing with you at the time. Would love to hear a demo of that song and what it was like jamming with Grissom. Dude's flavor is too strong on the guitar. Thanks, Sean. You might want to spell guitar with a G-U-I instead of a G-E-E slash tar. But I, I see what you're doing there. Uh, yeah, Grissom's flavor is too strong. He's probably the best guitar player I've ever played with. He can do stuff that uh, nobody else can. Uh, Mitch Watkins, pretty close. Pretty close. There's probably some stuff Mitch Watkins can do, maybe, that David Grissom can't do. I don't know. I don't know that much. I know they're both amazing. Uh, I will say Grissom was incredible. He, uh, His tone... We called it stadium tone. I've played with two guys that have stadium tone. Brad Rice and David Grissom. Both of them uh, play with big acts. Uh, They play in stadiums. They get hired by stadium acts to play guitar. That's how good they are. Anyways, David Grissom got hired by me to play with me. And and he probably played in, in the band for about a year. The problem with David is that he's so good... He might be a little too good for my band because a lot of the guitar parts that you need to play in my band, I wrote, and I'm not a good guitar player, and I don't like a lot of guitar. So sometimes the guitar part is this, bink, 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 for a whole song. And if you're David Grissom, you don't want to play bink, bink. You want to play, wow, wow. You know, so I, he could play Bink Bink for a while, but then after a while, we were just like, man, this probably isn't the right showcase for your talents, unfortunately. But uh, I will say there were nights where he would bust out a solo, and they were different every time. He would bust out a solo, and I would just, uh, my whole head would be blown off. And the other guy that I played with who did that too was Bill Cassis from Soul Hat as well. Uh, same sort of deal. Didn't, except Bill didn't like to solo. In fact, his whole deal was like, hey man, I don't want to solo, man. That's not cool, man. I don't like to solo, man. I'm like, well, that's part of the deal is like once or twice maybe, but once probably is good. And I, I want you to be the guitar hero in solo. He was like, oh, all right, man. It's your it's your show, man. Whatever. And then he would fucking bust out a guitar solo that was fucking next level. And I'd be like, dude, you've got this in your fucking bag and you're not pulling it out. It's like having the biggest dick in town and then like not showing it to people. Uh, anyways, very talented. I've played with incredibly talented musicians. I'm very, very lucky to have done so. Anyways, here's the demo for the song more.
basically borrowed from the, I'm gonna chop the mountain down with the side of my hand that's drugs that's you take drugs and you feel like you can do crazy shit like that or you feel you know you can't do it but you feel that's what you feel like you feel big like that like you could grab the sun and kick it in bitch oh, it's so nice to say the word bitch after certain things just adds a bit of a tone uh, I know that people are like, hey, man, don't use that word, man. It's, uh, it's sexist. And, uh, you know, it's like, hey, man, I'm, I'm not talking to a woman specifically when I say bitch. I'm talking to whoever's listening, man or woman. Bitch. Uh, so I just like saying it. It's just fun. It's just fun to say that word. And it's not meant... It's just meant, it's just like an exclamation point, really. That's the way I mean it. I don't mean it like you're a female dog. No. That's not cool and it doesn't mean anything. It's weird. But when you use it as an exclamation point, it's fun and I enjoy it. All right, let me read some more of these things. Jared Linham writes, hey, Bob, I keep a (laughs) lot... Jared Lenham writes, hey, Bob, I love keeping up on Patreon because when I go to your shows, I know most of the songs. Also, watching the Monday night shows gives us another great opportunity to learn new songs and hear some older ones we may have forgot about. Come on, baby is one of my all time favorites. And the line, don't stand so close, you'll be blinded by the light. Just gives me chills every time I hear it. Yeah, I love saying that line. I love the fact that I wrote it, too. And I'm glad that you noticed it. I appreciate that, Jared. Could you talk a little bit about this song and maybe share the demo with us? Hmm. What should I say about Come Home, Bye-bye? Uh, I don't know. I don't really have any 
stories about it. I don't even remember writing it. It's been quite a while now. It's probably been, I mean, we recorded it on an album that came out 12 years ago. So I wrote it before that. I do know that we had a difficult time recording it. Well, we didn't have a difficult time recording it. We had a difficult time figuring out how to record it. We recorded a bunch of different versions, which I actually, I think I'm just going to give you all, or I'll give you three different versions that we recorded for the album. Um, they all were just like, eh, it's not quite, I mean, it's fun. They're fun and uh, we like them, but they're not quite the version. And then of course we, we finally, Billy Harvey, who produced that album, I'm good now, finally came up with the way we ended up presenting it on the album. And when we heard it, we're like, oh yeah, that's the way it needs to be done. But we'd never played it that way until he came up with the way it is on the album. We played it similarly to these other ways we did it. Because back then, in the early 2000s, I was doing a thing where I liked to just, every time we'd play a song, I'd play it differently. I don't do it as much anymore because uh, it's difficult. It doesn't necessarily work much of the time. I mean, and sometimes it's really fun, but a lot of time it's just unnecessary work. It's like reinventing something that doesn't need to be reinvented. And I think I got to the point where I just liked the way the songs were recorded or I liked the way the demo sounded. So I just wanted to stay closer to that than try to reinvent the wheel every time. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at now. Like, uh, I, I play it a little differently sometimes and sometimes we'll do a reggae version of a song, but a lot, most of the time when we play a song, we kind of play it the way we know it, which I think is good. It's good for the audience. Good for the band. Uh, it's not exactly the same. Obviously every time we're not playing the tracks, we're not locked into anything. So it's going to have different flavor, but that's what we do. Anyways, let's listen to some of these different versions of Come On Baby. The silver parts is somewhere home. But I'm the way I might rip out your heart and break all your bones. And it might turn your skin to stone. Leave you screaming for the reason why you're dreaming all alone. What about the man who fell? Fell from a blue black sky with nine and two the deepest darkest well The well that never ends Till you are in hell with no way out And no one left to cancel out the spell Problems all we ever do Fall through the sky upon the earth around the sun Our whole lives through and no one wonders why we always think it's true That everything we do is so important I have no clue Come on Come on baby come on Come on baby come on Yeah, that was a pretty good version of that song, actually. I hadn't listened to that in quite some time. Uh, pretty cool. I think that, that might have been the front runner for a while until we, you know, came up with the album version that ended up on the album. But, um, yeah, I'm glad. That's one of the reasons I love doing this Patreon song club uh, is because I get a chance to get those songs like that and the demos that I write and basically all these songs that are on my computer that nobody would ever hear that are pretty cool 
uh, I get to get those out to people who want to hear them or are interested in hearing them. So uh, I'm really grateful for having an opportunity to do that. Uh, so thanks. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with my boy. I'm grateful for the people who have an opportunity to do this. this, this. Every once in a while, my brain gets lazy. It gets lazy times. All right, so let's listen to another version. So that was the sort of fast version of Come On Baby, and this is sort of the, sort of a different version, uh, slower, chill version. Let's check it out. Mm, yeah, motherfucker. Priscilla finds us on way home. Motherfucker. Don't win my rip out your heart and break all your bones It might turn your skin to stone Motherfucker Leave you screaming for the reason why you're dreaming all alone Motherfucker And what about the man who fell? Yeah, what about that guy? Fell from a blue black sky one night Into the deepest, darkest well Well that never ends Until you are in hell With no out and no Cancel out the spell in there that's not the actual demo with all the motherfuckers but maybe i should do like an i call them bob schneider action tracks where i take my songs and then add a bunch of cuss words bob schneider action tracks lonely land bob schneider action tracks neil sadaka bob schneider action tracks migos (laughs) and just add more motherfuckers to shit that already has a bunch of motherfuckers in it. Action tracks by B. Schnitz. B. Schneizy. Uh, all right, let's check out one more version. So, yeah, so we recorded a bunch of versions. Uh, this was one that we did one day. We were just bored, and I think we ended up, like, sampling some porn or something. You'll hear it. And then looping that and then just seeing what that sounded like. And uh, kind of a cool, funny, funky version Here's another version of Come On Baby. There's elephants on the way home But on the way it might rip out your heart And break all your bones might turn your skin to stone Leave you screaming for the reason why you're dreaming all alone And what about the man who fell? 
fell from blue black sky one night to the deepest darkest well. Well, it never ends until you are in hell. But no way out, no one left to cancel out the spell. We're falling, it's all we ever do. Fall through the sky upon the earth, around the sun, our whole lives through. And no one wonders why we always think it's true. Everything we do is so important, I have no clue. Come on. So yeah, there you go. Three three versions for the price of one this week. So you won't get eight songs. You'll get like whatever three plus seven is ten extra. Does it cost you extra? Hell no. We give you more than what you asked for here at the song club. That's what we do. We're here to please. We're not here to sneeze on your dreams. Uh, let me read some more of these things. Clyde Kaplan writes, Hey, Bob, I'm one of the five or ten people who listen to the podcast every month. Hold on while I cry a little bit. Okay. Plus, I'm coming out from L.A. to the Saxon October 8th. Oh, wow. What's the date today? That's like coming up. Oh, shit. I mean, this podcast will be out before then, but yeah, okay. So you'll be here on the 8th while I'm still patiently waiting for flower parts. How about some Queen UK, even though you never liked LA too much? Huh? Hmm. Okay. I didn't, I don't like LA. If you're talking about Los Angeles, if you're talking about Louisiana, still not crazy about Louisiana, but I like Louisiana more than I like LA, but they're both LA, I think. Just so I'm assuming you're saying Los Angeles, uh, Clyde Kaplan. Uh, yeah, still wish, uh, waiting for the flower parts. Yeah, oh, well, unfortunately, I only have one more slot this week, so we will for sure add flower parts at some point. And I feel like Queen UK's been released on patreon but maybe not uh either way hopefully i'll get to those sorry for keeping you waiting uh let me read another one of these bob attended your concert in little rock recently and it was a blast it was the most fun i've had at a concert in a long time was that lady down front flashing johnny sanchez all night sure looked like it anyway love the show join the song club on patreon i watch every monday night at saxon club and am catching up on all the live chats and podcasts. Great stuff. I am an artist. And I do what I want. And really like the visual side of your work as well. I watched the Instagram story where you showed all these images you cut out for collages. Can you tell us a little bit about your process in making the art? And maybe even talk about other artists whose work inspires you. Kirk Montgomery. How about that name? Kirk Montgomery. That motherfucker should have been a goddamn star of the silver goddamn screen. Should have been a fucking cowboy in the 40s. 
during the Nazi regime. Kirk Montgomery starring in the new action-packed The Comanches of Hell Hill. Uh, well, okay. What's my process? My process is very intuitive when it comes to art and music. In other words, I don't have a game plan when I start. So with the art, what I've been doing, what I started doing, what I used to do is I would just start drawing. I would start doodling. And I would like just whatever came into my head, sort of like random things. Like I may might like draw a bug or draw a skull or draw some penises or draw some poop coming out of a butthole. Whatever it was, I just didn't really think about it too much. Just whatever popped in my head, I'd start drawing. And then I would kind of fill up the page with these little doodles. And then eventually they would form like a figure, like a head or a body or something. And I would kind of figure out what the thing was. It would start looking like something. And that's the way I write songs, too. I just write down whatever comes into my head, and then at some point I realize, oh, this is what this song's about. I'll, I'll sing a line, and I'll, oh, I'll be like, oh, that's, I feel like that's probably the chorus. And then, oh, this is what this song is, and then I just flesh it out. And I do the same with the art. And the only difference now is I, instead of drawing those little things, I just cut them out from different sources. I go to used bookstores and buy a bunch of used books, uh, sometimes I'll go online and find uh, images on Google, just Google search stuff, uh, and then and then print it out and then cut it out uh, after I've printed it out. Or sometimes just put it together in like Photoshop. It just depends. It, it, it changes. Uh, it changes from week to week. It's all for me. All of it, the songwriting and the art is all like I was. I really to get myself to continue to make stuff I just always think of everything as like a learning process like a journey so I'm like well this I'm not actually doing the real thing I'm just practicing I'll just practice writing these songs and then one day I'll write this great song one day I'll make this great piece of art but until then I'll just kind of practice and it allows me to make a lot of stuff and it's it, it definitely keeps that critical voice at bay about like oh is this good enough is anybody going to appreciate it? Why are you doing it? Blah, blah, blah. Just all the stuff that stops people from creating. I'm pretty good. I've gotten pretty good at like keeping that voice at bay. So maybe that helps. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Uh, but that's how I do it. Kirk Montgomery starring in the new action-packed thriller. The, <laughs> the Black House on Foggy Lane, starring Kirk Montgomery. Uh, all right, that's about it for this podcast. Um, I'm going to end with a song called Letting Go, which uh, I think that's the last song I wrote uh, this this week. So here it is. I'll play most of that. And uh, hopefully we'll see you soon here on the podcast. Uh, please, please tell a friend about the podcast. Please recommend it. Please tell somebody about the song club, uh, the Patreon thing. I, I would love any support I can get uh, in this dire time for music where you can't really sell records anymore. You can, they're just, everything's free now. So you got to figure out ways uh, to pay for recording, which costs a little bit of money. So uh, I'm not 
sounds like I'm begging now. Fuck that. Yeah, tell somebody if you want. If not, go fuck yourself. I don't give a fuck. There we go. There's the old Bobby Schnizzy. There's the old B Schnizzy. All right. No, I love you guys. Thank you. Uh, we'll see you soon. Here's letting go. Tiger, if you're looking for a heart to steal, I got one gear for you. It's more make believe than real. When you got some weight on your shoulders, it might be too hard to bear if you let me hold it for you. Maybe it'll disappear. I know crazy, I don't know karate. What I'm feeling. Hard to say If you're looking For someone to save you All I know is how To run away All I know is how To run away See you're unhappy And you've told me about the wings you lack But if you take a moment and look around You'll see those wings are right there on your back And I'm no crazy Remember, to get this song and all the songs you've heard on today's podcast, 
Go to www.patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, backslash Bob Schneider, and join my song club today. And I look forward to meeting up with you again soon here in the song club.